Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of John, and we are in chapter 7. The first portion of this chapter is entitled, Jesus Goes to the Feast of Tabernacles. So that tells us right away that it's about six months after Jesus taught about himself being the bread of life, because we know that that was close to the Passover. And the Feast of Tabernacles is a fall feast. It is immediately following the Jewish New Year. And this is a celebration also known as the Feast of Booths. This was a time of recognition of what God did for the people when Moses led them out of Egypt. And they wandered in the desert living in booths. And literally God was their provision and their protection. The food fell out of the sky. He was their cloud by day and their fire by night. And he was always with them. And while they were there, they lived in booths. Therefore, it's called the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. So it says, after this, Jesus went around in Galilee, purposefully staying away from Judea because the Jews there were waiting to take his life. But when the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles was near, Jesus's brother said to him, you ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world, for even his own brothers did not believe him. So they're basically encouraging him to put his miracles on greater display for more people to see them. But Jesus is not about his own celebrity or fame. He is about doing the work of his father. Picking up in verse 6, Therefore Jesus told them, The right time for me has not yet come. For you, any time is right. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that what it does is evil. You go to the feast. I am not yet going up to this feast, because for me the right time has not yet come. Having said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the feast, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the feast, the Jews were watching for him and asking, where is that man? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the Jews. So the next part of this chapter is entitled, Jesus Teaches at the Feast. And while his brothers and disciples and others were trying to get him to go and put his miracles on display, he knew that it wasn't the right time. But it says now, picking up in verse 14, not until halfway through the feast did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews were amazed and asked, how did this man get such learning without having studied? So they knew that he was Joseph's son, that he was the son of a carpenter. He was from Nazareth and he had no earthly reason to have the depth of wisdom and understanding about the scripture that he had. So they were astounded and confused and had no idea how he could know the things that he knew. Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. 
It comes from him who sent me. If anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. He who speaks on his own does so to gain honor for himself. But he who works for the honor of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are all astonished. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, he's referring to that because Abraham is where circumcision began. You circumcise a child on the Sabbath. Now, if a child can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing the whole man on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. The next section in this chapter is entitled, Is Jesus the Christ? Obviously, there's some confusion and some question among the Jewish people of who he is and how he knows what he knows. And is he really the Christ? At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly and they're not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Christ? But we know where this man is from. When the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. At this they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. Still many in the crowd put their faith in him. They said, when the Christ comes, will he do more miraculous signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time. And then I go to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. This statement shows clearly that Jesus understood that he had a very short time to walk out the ministry that he was sent for on earth. The Jews said to one another, where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, you will look for me, but you will not find me? And where I am, you cannot come. Now picking up in verse 37, it says, On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. Now, first of all, the last and greatest day of the feast is the eighth day, and it commemorates a new beginning and the entrance into the promised land that the Lord gave the people when they came up out of Egypt and wandered in the desert. The Feast of the Tabernacles celebrates those times when they lived in booths and wandered in the desert for 40 years. And then the next thing is the Lord gave the people 
the promised land and they entered the land flowing with milk and honey, the land of Canaan. And that's what this eighth day commemorates. And that's why it's the last and greatest day of the feast. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, surely this man is the prophet. Others said, he is the Christ. Still others asked, how can the Christ come from Galilee? Does not the scripture say that the Christ will come from David's family and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Of course, we know that Jesus is from the line of David and that he was born in Bethlehem. We also know that Bethlehem means the house of bread. And Jesus has just been explaining that he is the bread of life. He is the bread that came down from heaven, fulfilling the foreshadowing of the manna that fell in the desert that is celebrated in the Feast of the Tabernacles. And now Jesus, the bread of life, is speaking to them as the full representation of his father. Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. This chapter ends with the unbelief of the Jewish leaders. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards declared. You mean he has deceived you also, the Pharisees retorted? Has any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn anyone without first hearing him to find out what he is doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Those people were, of course, both angry and wrong. We know that the prophet Jonah came from Galilee. Now, this chapter actually ends with verse 53, which simply says, Then each went to his own home. But like the note in my Bible says, that the earliest manuscripts and many other ancient witnesses do not have John 7:53 through 8:11 recorded. However, this is the full entire manuscript, and so therefore, my NIV version does have it. So it ends with 7:53. Then each went to his own home, and then we will pick up next time in John chapter 8.